get into the word. Father, thank you for another opportunity to bring your word, to teach your word with simplicity and with understanding. I thank you that the entrance of your word brings life. I thank you, Lord, that he's bringing life into our lives. Today, we stand with such expectation that your word will indeed make a difference in our hearts. Speak through my mouth, think through my mind, transform us, O God. We say whatever you want for us, Holy Spirit, is fine with us. We understand that it is important to get understanding. So as we are here, we set our expectations that we will indeed get understanding. And in everything that we're getting, we will get the wisdom that comes with applying the knowledge that we are receiving today. It is in Jesus' name we pray. And those who believe said, Amen. Amen. Father, I pray that today will be a supernatural day. That today will be a supernatural day. That, that today, cycles of sameness will break. Walls of containment will come down in the name of Jesus. And those who believe said, Amen. That amen was lower than I expected. Those who believe said, Amen. 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 Don't be quiet in life, you know. Life will drown you out if you're quiet. You know, you, you're not, I'm not saying be noisy, but, but you, we don't just kind of... You know, we, we attack life. We, we come at life. Amen? Amen? Amen, 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 amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Psalm 139, Psalm 139. Praise God. In the sessions that I have for the rest of the year, the Lord has laid it on my heart to preach some things that will, will help you and I prepare for the next season of your life as an individual, the next season of your life as a family, the next season of our lives as a church. In changing seasons, God always builds in, in, the, in, in, in every changing season, God builds in signals that, that um, lets you know that something is changing. So, so you know, when, when it's changing from, from, from changing to winter, different kinds of plants start to show up. It gets a little bit colder than normal. Things, you know, different kinds of fruits start to show up in the supermarket, because we, we don't have farms here, but you know, anyway. Start to show up in the supermarket because the seasons are changing. And the will of God, the reason why I believe God gives us signals when there is a change in season, I think I said this on Tuesday, is, is that it is his will that we are prepared for the next season. It, it is God's will that, it, it, that you are prepared for winter before winter shows up. It is God's will that you are prepared, not just prepared to survive, but prepared to excel. I believe that the next season of your life is upon you, whether you like it or not. But regardless of the fact that it's coming, the will of God is that you will excel in your next season. Anybody, any people of faith in the house, can we declare by faith, say, I will excel in the next season of my life. Come on, if you, are, if you are deciding I'm not going to live an ordinary life, say, I will excel in the next season of my life. And so we are looking at different things that will help you prepare for the next season of your life. So last, in the last two weeks, we've been speaking on a Sunday. I, I began to speak to you about revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge. Your life is not a mystery. Your life has been planned out. There are things that might have taken you by surprise in your life 
events that have taken you by surprise, situations that have taken you by surprise, but it was all planned out. God might not have planned for that thing, that negative thing particularly to happen, but he already saw it coming and he planned for it. Amen? Your life has already been completely planned out. The next season of your life has been planned out. Look at what Psalms, Psalms 139, the psalmist says in verse 16, he says, your eyes have seen my unformed substance. I'm reading from the Amplified. He says, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed in the New King James. And in your book, they were all written. The days fashioned for me when as yet were none of them. The, the Amplified puts it this way. He says, your eyes have seen my unformed substance. And in your book were all written the days that were appointed to me. When as yet, there was not one of them even taking shape. And then verse 17 says, How precious are your thoughts to me, O God. How vast is the sum of them. He says, he says look at this. All of my days before I lived any, any day, you had already written it in your book. How amazing is that? Your, your Monday has already, has already been written. You've not even chosen what you're going to wear to work tomorrow. But God has written. Some of you have. Some of you have. But God has written the whole day out for you. I don't know about you. That comforts me. Amen. Because this means that I don't need to wing it in life. Amen. All of my days have been accounted for in God's book. And so we don't need to walk in darkness. The Lord has been speaking to me about our why. You know, for, for every, in, in this season as a church, uh, it's important that you know your why. Uh, 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 about our why as a church, and we'll talk about more of that on the 30th, but if you ask me to summarize the, the reason why I think our church is in this city, it will be because nobody needs to walk in darkness. Amen? It will be to challenge darkness, every area of darkness in your life, every area where you are, you are stumbling about, it is not the will of God that you stay in that place. God doesn't want you to keep winging your life, because that's what you do in the dark. You just kind of fling and hope that you would, you would reach what God wants you to reach or what you're expecting to reach. But God doesn't want you to keep winging your life. You don't need to be in the dark about how to make your marriage work. You don't need to be in the dark about divine healing, how to raise your children, how to impact the nations. You don't need to be in the dark about who you are, the price that has been paid for you. Why? Because God has already mapped out, answered all those questions. He has mapped it all out for us, and our part is to discover it. Amen? Uh, in the book of 2 Kings chapter 4, we won't go there for time, but the story is told about the wife of a prophet who had died, the prophet had died, and left them in debt. I think we looked at this last week. So much debt that the creditors were coming to take the sons of this woman and, and this prophet and turn them into slaves in order to pay off the debt. She was in such a desperate situation. The good news is that in the face of every difficult dilemma that you might face, God has already planned, already has a redemption plan in place. The Bible says, before the foundations of the earth, the Son of God had already been crucified. Glory be to God. Because he always has a redemption plan 
in place. This woman was in a desperate situation. All she needed was to understand what has been hidden for her. Okay? She, she, she was desperate because they were coming to take her sons, but she, she, and she felt desperate. But the, 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 if you read the whole story, you discover that, that, that by the time the prophet was done with her, by the time God was done with her, not only did she have enough to pay off her debt, she had so much more left over that her and her sons could live the rest of your days. You see, the thing that, is, that you think you are stuck in right now is only a problem of revelation. The thing that you think this is so desperate, God, if you don't come, it's going to, everything's going to fall apart. In reality, this woman didn't need oil. In reality, she needed a revelation. Oh, hear me. She needed a revelation to change these things around. Maybe nobody is coming for your sons. Maybe no one is coming to take your children to be slaves, but there is talk of redundancy at work. Or your business is taking a nosedive right now. Or things are extremely quiet right now. Your teenage son or your old age daughter is strung up on drugs again. Or maybe this year has just been horrible for you. And you have no reason, physically speaking, to expect good. Or perhaps you have no reason to believe that the next door you knock on will open for you. Because the last 3,000 you've been knocking on have been closing. And those that opened... They didn't open for the reason you were hoping that they would open for. And it feels like you are like this woman in a desperate situation, wondering how your future, what your future will need or will look like. I'm trying to tell you today that what you really need is revelation knowledge. Because before you came to this point, the God who laid the foundations of the earth, he who wrote all of your days in his book, he saw this coming and he already arranged for an Elisha to be there at the right time so that your deliverance can come. Amen. You need revelation knowledge. You need, there are some things that you need to know. And God, and God is ready to show it to you. This week I felt the Lord say to me, I'm tired of the enemy acting like he has a monopoly on your life. I have a plan for your life. I'm tired of the enemy convincing my people that they are stuck in a rut, that there is no way out. These are my precious people. I gave my son for them. I will give nations on their behalf. They belong to me and I have a plan for them. God wants to show you his plan. Amen? It's a lie that the enemy is telling you that this is how it will always be because you have a God who has written all the days of your, your life in his book. Amen? Tell your neighbor, neighbor, it's all planned out. Come on, say it again. It's all planned out. Revelation knowledge is the knowledge we obtain when the plan of God for our lives, the plan of God for a particular situation has been unveiled and God wants to unveil those plans to you. I love that story. I think it's in the book of Luke where a man goes up to Jesus and, and the man is sick. And the man asks Jesus, Jesus, he say, the man says to Jesus, Jesus, if you are willing, I know you can make me whole. Oh, I love Jesus' response. He says, I am willing. Be whole. Amen. If you are here and you are, you, 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 you are thinking, God, I know that you can reveal to me what to do about this situation? I need you to know that God's response to you is that, yes, I can, and I will. Amen? 
So, 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 so I, I'm, I don't want you to be in a place where you, you feel like there is, there is something that you have to strive to get this. No, God's posture, his posture is already set to reveal to you. I, I keep mentioning this scripture, because, but I don't want to go there. He's telling some prophets off in Jeremiah and saying how they were prophesying things that he did not say. And he says they don't need to do that because if they had sought my counsel, I would have revealed this to them. He's not hiding anything from us. I am challenging us to put ourselves in a posture of, of valuing what God is saying. Amen? Because he's not hiding anything from us. We are his, and he is ours. Matthew chapter 16. Someone say, Lord, Lord. unveil your plans for me. That's one of my, 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 my major prayers these, these days, and I, you know, it's always been, but I encourage you to, to, to make that uh, the cry of your heart. Lord, 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 show me what is your plan for today. What is your plan for today? Don't wait till you're under pressure. Just kind of ask every day. Lord, show me what is your plan for today? You know, every time that you and your wife get in you know, loggerheads and, and you, you lock horns, there is a way out. Amen. There is a way out, and it's not always your way. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah, the church is quiet. Okay. <laughs> you, know, you know, sometimes, you know, when we pray about situations like that, we, we are, Lord, let them see. Let them see that I am right and they are wrong. Lord, would you touch their hearts? Soften their hardened hearts so that they would see what you are doing. No, the Lord is saying, you, what about your... What about your heart? Amen. But God, there is a way out of every dilemma. There is a way out. God has created life in such a way that he would always provide a door of escape. Revelation knowledge is what shows you where that door is and how to unlock that door. Look at Matthew chapter 16. I've been dipping in and out of this scripture. I want to come here a little while today. Hallelujah. Someone say one more time. Lord, Lord. unveil your plans to me. There is nothing as powerful as a person who is walking in the plan of God for your life. Listen, even, even if you are in the fire, amen, if you are in the fire but you are walking in the plan of God for your life, you're still in a powerful place. If you are in the prison like Paul so many times but you are still in the will of God for your life, you are still in the most powerful place. Most of Paul's most profound letters didn't come from a palace. It came when he was in chains because even in chains, he was still in the will of God for his life. And, that, and that's why that season of chains doesn't necessarily define him negatively, but it actually empowers him to be everything that God has called him to be. Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. Hallelujah. I'm calling this message Breakthrough by Revelation. Because you're not stuck. Say it if I'm not stuck. There is a way out. Revelation knowledge. Come on, say revelation knowledge will bring your breakthrough. Look at verse 13. Matthew 16, verse 13 says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And so they said, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Verse 15 says, And he said to them, But who do you say that I am. One of the biggest questions you're going to have to learn to answer on a daily basis is who do you say that Jesus Christ is in this situation? That is a, a huge question you're going to have to learn 
to answer on a regular basis. The doctors have their opinion. The government have their opinion. ITV have their opinion as they come against Christians in different ways. Set up stinks. Some of you didn't see that, but but we're having we're having politicians, uh, 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 secular stations that are setting up stings and going into churches to ask them questions that they already know what the church's answer is, just so they can make a story. Because all these people already have their ideas about who you are. But the question is, the question you and I will have to answer on a regular basis in the dark and in the light. And I believe particularly in the dark, because the way you answer this question in the dark will help you, will determine how you answer in the light. And the question is, who do you say that Jesus of Nazareth is? When we face situations, when we face, when we face situations, cultural situations that come against your belief, the question is, who do you say Jesus is? That's the real question. When you face sickness, the question is not really what do you think about what the doctors have said. The real question is who do you say that Jesus is when it comes to sickness. When we face lack, the question is not really how severe is the lack. The real question is who do you say Jesus is when it comes to the area of your provision, when it comes to providing for you, when it comes to our loved ones being saved, the question is not how excellent you are at evangelizing. The question is, what do I say about Jesus's ability to reach this person like I can never ever do? Who do you say that he is? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you. Someone say blessed. blessed. Come on, say it again. Blessed. blessed. Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed. One more time. Help me say revealed. revealed. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So notice, Jesus says to Simon, you are blessed because you have received a revelation from God. You are fortunate. That's what that word blessed means. You are well off. You are supremely blessed because of the revelation you have received. Not from your flesh, not from your education, not from your surroundings, but the revelation you have received from God. It is this revelation that makes you blessed. Thank God for what you learned at university. Thank God for all your experience in, in working in that industry all these years. Oh, thank God for all those things. They have their place. But according to Jesus in this scripture, the thing that makes you blessed is not those things. The thing that makes you blessed is the revelation you receive from God in any particular situation. The thing that blesses you is, is, is the uncovering of that which was covered. Because that's what revelation is. That word revela revelation means, it, it means to uncover. It means to reveal. It means to show you something that was previously hidden. And Jesus is saying, the thing that makes you bless Simon Barjona is that the God of heaven has revealed. He has uncovered some things for you. He has opened the door so that you can see these things. See, a car is a great thing. You know, a, a house is, a, is, is wonderful that God, that you are, you are blessed with it. You know, a, a family that loves you, all those things are wonderful. But, but, but those things are not a blessing compared to what is revealed in the process of releasing those things to you. 
Let, let me explain it this way. If God blesses you with a house, you better make sure that the only thing you're rejoicing about is not the house. Because when he blesses you with a house, beyond the house, he wanted you to know that I am the God who provides houses. What we can do is take the house, give your testimony about the house, but discard the knowledge that God did this. Glory be to God. Whatever you go through, rejoice in the house. Please live in the house. Please take a selfie in the house. Do what you need to do. We can write a song in the house. You can, no, but, but you can do whatever you want to do in the house. But whatever you do, please remember that what God has really blessed you with is an experience of his provision. He wanted you to know that next month, he provided that, even though he provided the house last year, when it comes to this need, because he provided the house, he wants you to know, I am your provider. That's revelation knowledge that really makes you blessed. Amen? Amen? And he says, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because God has revealed something to you. Learn to look out for what God is saying about the questions that life throws at you. Because revelation knowledge is tied up, or revelation is tied up to, or, or, or the, the blessing is tied up to the revelation you receive in God. I, 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 I challenge you in your difficult times, don't just pray about coming out of it. Amen? Don't waste your pain. Don't waste your struggle. You know how we waste our struggle? When you come out of the struggle without learning anything. When you just walk out of the struggle, woo! You know, you know, when we're at university or, or, or school, students don't do this, you know, th there are some exams you won't write twice. <laughs> Amen. Not by choice anyway. <laughs> because, because you pass that thing with 41 or 51. Whoa, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Amen. You just barely scraped this thing. No, I, I, and you didn't learn one thing till today. The only thing I can probably tell you about chemistry is H2O. And, and hydrogen peroxide, and I work it when I'm preaching, amen. I, amen. But, but, but look at the point I'm making is don't, don't, don't walk through things that you struggle with or you have struggled in and miss the revelation knowledge in it. There are some things that you, you are so caught up with the pain, but God just wanted you to know that I can keep you in the middle of what you are facing. I can walk you through the fire. I can walk you in the water and keep you alive in things that drown other people. That knowledge is the blessing. Amen. Amen. Revelation knowledge. And Jesus says, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. Blessed are you, Cheeto Gideon. Because God has revealed stuff to you. Other people rejoice about what God gave them and thank God for that. But we are a bunch of people. We are a generation of people who are rejoicing because we know something about him. We know he is a provider. We know he is a sustainer. We know that he wakes us up every morning. We know he heals our body. Blessed are you because of what you know. Come on, give the Lord a better hand of praise. Jesus, said, Jesus is so excited. He's walked with them for three years, and he sees this man. Finally, all the other people were talking about what they knew based on what other people told them. Amen? Some say you are Elijah, and, and some Christians are like that. We know what others are thinking about your Jesus. We know what others are saying about you. But what do you say about him? 
Because the blessing is not in what they say about him. The blessing is in what you say about him. Someone say, I am blessed because of what he revealed to me. And, and Jesus is excited. He says, oh, come on now. Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, because of what God has revealed to you. And then he says something very profound. He says in verse 18, and I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, this rock of revelation knowledge, he says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He says, listen, he, he, and there is something, I, I, and I've been alluding to this in the last couple of weeks. Listen, Jesus looks at the church and he sees the, that, G, that Peter has gotten a revelation from God. And he says, Peter, you are blessed. Listen carefully. I am going to build. Anyone know what it means to build? It means to, 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 to really grow, to develop, to, you know, if you are being built, when we see you tomorrow, you are different to how you are today, okay? When we see you in a year's time, you are, you are beautified, you are stronger, you are wiser, you are, you are better than you were today. Why? Because you are being built. Someone put your hand up, say, I am being built. And Jesus says, this is how I will build the church. That's you. I will build them on revelation knowledge. Do you know how you're going to get better today? Uh, how you're going to get better in a year's time, in 12 months' time? The only reason that you will be better in the eyes of God, in Jesus' economy, the only reason that you will be different next year than you are today, the difference will be the revelation you, you receive and the revelation you operate in. Because he says, I will build my church on this revelation. And I will build my church so solidly that the gates of hell, glory be to God. Hell has nothing on a person who has received a revelation of Jesus Christ. When you know that you know in your Noah, and your Noah has a Noah that really knows that you really know, it doesn't matter what the enemy throws at you, hell loses its power. Because the Bible says about the righteous man, they fall down, but they always get up. We are like, we are like Terminator. We'll always come back up because we know something. We are always going to be back because we know something that keeps us up. The, the hell has nothing. I'm telling you, I know if hell is raging right now, it's because you know something. If hell is raging right now, it is because at some point you made a declaration that was based on a revelation of Jesus Christ. And hell is trying to convince you to dump your revelation. We talked about this on Tuesday. How the, the Bible says we are to guard our hearts. For out of your heart flows the issues of life. When God shows up, he puts his word in your heart. It is now our responsibility to guard the word in our heart and refuse to let go of what he has said. Refuse to let go of that revelation because everything that God will create you to be will come out of that revelation. And so when the enemy comes against you, his plan by bringing sickness on you is to convince you that God does not heal. It's not about your health. It's about your faith. It's about your ability to believe. 
That's why we are those crazy people. Believers are those crazy people that believe regardless of what they see. We don't walk by what we see. We are those crazy people. You, 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 you knock us down while we're lying down. We say, I am seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. You, a, a sick person is in the hospital. Doctors are saying this person is done. They say, I'm healed. I'm healed. Amen. You take their house. They're saying, I am rich. Amen. You, they, they, they are poor and no money in their bank account, but they're saying, I am rich. I have money. My father is loaded. Amen. Why? Because we, are, we know something. If you don't know what we know, you will write us off as crazy, but that's okay. We know something. We know something. We know that there is a Savior who lifts us up when we fall down. So when we fall down, we don't stay down. We know something. That's why hell has nothing on you. Hell can't get you. You are so annoying. Do you know that? Hell is so... Look, look at you. Everything you did this week, you still came to church. Hell is annoyed right now. Will somebody just clap for hell so they know that they have failed? Amen. So hell knows that you are still here. Come on, clap so hell knows that you still believe that Jesus is still Lord, that he is still the master of your life. Hey! Hallelujah. Look at you. Everything the enemy threw at you, you're still standing. You're still lifting up holy hands. I'm no longer a slave. Of the devil is angry. He's wound up. He doesn't know what to do with you because you are the church of Jesus Christ with a revelation and hell cannot prevail against you. Amen. Say anybody, hell will not prevail against you. Revelation knowledge causes you to become a witness. You remember the book of Revelation chapter 12? It says, it, says, it talks about how we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. The one who overcomes is the one who have a, has a revelation. We overcome, uh, the, the one who overcomes is the one who has a revelation of what the blood of Jesus has accomplished. They have a, an intimate revelation, not a head knowledge, a, a, an experiential revelation. Revelation knowledge is, is you know, <laughs> and we live in a generation where we, we all have a platform and that's wonderful. I think that everyone, whatever God has placed in your heart, I believe that, that, that God has set this world up for all of us right now that where, whatever God has placed in your heart, you better publish it. I said you better publish it. Amen. Amen. It, make sure it is God, okay? Don't, don't go eat too much cheese and start filling our timelines with all kinds of crap. No. Amen. Anyway. But, but, but you, you know what I mean? But, 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 but we have a platform. However, really, the, 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 the ones that overcome are not just those who have this head knowledge who just have tweetable information. You know, some, some information are just good for Twitter. Don't shut me down. You know what I'm talking about. Some, some, some information, they're just good to attract likes. But, but until that, that information has really become an experience, until you have an experience of the knowledge that the blood of Jesus has, has been shared for you, that's where we become overcomers. It is those who have a revelation of the blood of Jesus. How do I know that? He says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimonies. Those two things. But he starts with the blood of the lamb. They first experienced the blood of the lamb, the cleansing power of the blood. And it's because of their experience. Everyone say experience. experience. 
In other words, they didn't overcome because Cheeto was shouting about it at church. They overcame because I was shouting about it, but then you experienced it, and then you had a testimony. Glory be to God. It is not just your testimony about, Lord, yesterday I was in the supermarket, and God just came out, whoosh, and, the other, and then I got, I got a car park space. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Pra Amen. Thank God for those, because God gives car park spaces. He's interested in those details. But you know, it's not testimony in that sense. A testimony is, is the statement of a witness. Somebody who has experienced some, something goes and talks about their experience. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Before you start rushing to give, you know, to, to overcome by the testimony, Soak in the blood. Think about the blood. Meditate on the blood. Let that blood get into you so that you experience it. And then you will have a testimony, a witness. You become a witness of what you have experienced. Amen? But this is how we overcome, by that revelation. Revelation causes you to become a witness. And it's only true witnesses can, that can have true testimonies. When you have a revelation, the gates of hell cannot prevail against you. If hell... Is, is raging against you, please know you have enough. In fact, if, if you, even if all you know is John 3.16, you better hold on to that John 3.16 and work that John 3.16 because hell will not prevail against a person who has a revelation of who Jesus Christ is. Someone say, hell is not pre pre prevailing against me. Now look at verse 19. Are you learning something today? Verse 19 says, And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. When you have a revelation, you have the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Okay? When you have a revelation, everything you require, everything we require for life is supplied by the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Revelation is the key to accessing that kingdom. And because of the revelation you have received, Jesus says, I will give you keys. Whenever, whenever you get a, an accurate re revelation of the heart of God, God gives you a key of the kingdom. Amen? God gives you the ability to enforce his kingdom upon the earth, all through that door of revelation knowledge. It is with this key of revelation knowledge, because you have this key, that's why you bind on earth and it is bound in heaven. Amen? You lose on earth, and it is loose in heaven. It's not bound and loose just because you said it. If you say it without knowing why you're saying what you're saying, does that make sense? It, it, I, I, I think it's important that, that, that we don't get religious with the word of God. The, the, gospel was not meant, the gospel was meant to be experienced. Amen? The gospel was meant to be experienced. Make it your life's goal to experience the gospel you hear. Because it is, that's how you become powerful, when you become what you have heard. Proverbs chapter 20, let's look at how to get access to these keys and, that we can walk in. Two more scriptures and then I'm done. I hope you are learning something today. Hallelujah. Start to value revelation. I believe that God is calling us to a place of revelation knowledge. Value revelation knowledge. That's okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Because what you need more than anything else is revelation. Proverbs chapter 20. Let me talk about some things that will help you so we don't stay in theory land. Look at verse 27. 
verse 27, says, The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, and he searches all the depths of his heart. Notice that there is a lamp on the inside of you. Glory be to God. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. It says, the spirit of a, of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord. There is a lamp in your spirit. Okay? Now, all of our spirits are in different states. For the person who is not born again, their spirit is dead. Dead in the sense that it, it, it is not connected to God. For the person who has received Jesus Christ, who has put their faith in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, you are now one with the Lord. Because the moment you put your faith in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit consumed your spirit. Amen? That's why you go to heaven. You go to heaven because your spirit is perfect. And your spirit is the same spirit as Jesus. Because you now believe he has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, so that you cry, Abba, Father. Amen? The Spirit of God takes over. Amen? I feel like I should teach this, but maybe another class. But all of us have this lamp on the inside. God has equipped all of us with the tools to hear from him. Amen? God has equipped every single one of us with what it takes. It's a bit like in this house, when you build a house, they, they build into these lamps, these lights, were built into, into the house before anybody moved in here. Okay? Whether you are here or not, there are these, these things have been built. Now, some of them might not have light, but you have the lamp. It's the same thing with every single one of us. There is, there is a lamp on the inside of us. You are well equipped to hear from God. That is why... <laughs> Thank God for, God uses people. God uses us, people like us who preach the word of God to bring you the word. God uses prophets. God uses your friends. But please, you degrade yourself when you start to depend on another person to tell you what God is saying concerning your life. You are devaluing yourself because God wants to deal with you directly. I believe that it is only because he has been knocking on our door and we have refused to hear that he sends others to us. Amen. Now, thank God for the seasons where others will help. But most of the time, I believe God surrounds people not to bring you news, but to confirm what you already know. Amen. Amen? He would do that. And look out for, for him doing that. And so if somebody comes and tells you, you know what? The, I, I feel the Lord is saying that you are to move to Hawaii. Don't get excited. <laughs> It's never so, so if I said Timbuktu, you said definitely not, definitely not. Well, if I said Hawaii, ooh, maybe the Lord is. Uh, no, and you have never, it has never crossed your mind before. Please just check it before you move your family, amen? Just wait a little longer. Because, because, because nobody, you know, nobody is that intimate with God. Amen. Don't shout me down. I know the prophet wants you to know that, wants you to think he's closer to God than you are. That's a lie. The only difference is that, is that God equips him. God has, has created him or her in such a way that they can, they can speak into your life, and we must honor that. We must honor that. But, but just listen, <laughs> your gift doesn't make you more special than me in the eyes of God. Does that make sense? 
it's just like the person who can sing better than I, than I can. That doesn't mean that they are closer to God than me. It just means they can sing. Does that make sense? It's the same thing with the prophet. We're not going to put down the, but if the prophet or the pastor starts to put themselves in a place that says, I'm better than you because of this. So you better bow down. You're already, you're already dealing with heresy. You're already dealing with a lie. You're already dealing with somebody who is not giving you dignity. And the church of Jesus Christ said, amen. amen. Okay? We, we, we are going to be people who know the word. Why, why am I saying this? Because we all have this lamp. See, as long as we're all depending for, waiting for the day the prophet will come, for you to step into your destiny, time is ticking. The prophet is, is over there in where? Wherever they are. They're having fun there. They're living their life. There are so many people waiting for them. You are not, you, the queue is long, dude. <laughs> and, so, and so all of the kingdom of heaven is waiting for you to, for your appointment to show up. People are dying with your gift. People are waiting, and you are waiting for the prophet. No, you have a lamp on the inside of you. I said you have a lamp on the inside of you. There is a lamp that is on the inside of you that God wants to use to direct your steps. Someone say, I have the facility to hear from God. Amen? There is the, the question is, is your lamp on or is it off? The question is, what is happening with your lamp? Because even in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, in the, in the, in the, in the tabernacles, are you still with me? A few more moments, we're done, okay? In the tabernacle, in the, in the inner sanctuary, so you had the, the outer court, you had the inner court, and then you have the Holy of Holies. The place in the outer court, it was lit up by natural sunlight, okay? That's representation of this body. On the inner court, there was no light on the, on the inner court. The inner court, the only place, the inner court is a representation of your heart or your soul. Uh, and in the inner court, they had candles. That's where you have the six candle stands. You read your Bible, okay? Uh, they had the, and and the, the responsibility of the priest. Any priest in the house? You are a priest. Someone say, you, I, am a priest. I am a priest. The responsibility of the priest was to keep the light on. So every time the priest, the priest's job was to make sure that the light never went off in the inner sanctuary. Their, their responsibility was every time if the candle has burnt low, they would replace it on time before it went out. Because the will of God for you and me is that in our hearts, the light never goes out. This is why we come to church. We show up to light up. Amen? We, we hear the word. We read the word. We read the word. We, we speak with God. We talk to God for ourselves. Because there is a lamp on the inside of you. And it needs to be tended. Always be in a place where you are protecting the light. You are, you are cutting off stuff. If the candle is burning in such a way that there is a part of the wax that is going to fall and quench the light, you trim that off. Because nothing will come in close proximity to putting out that light. That is our responsibility, to keep the word in our hearts and, and protect that word and think of that word. The Bible says about Mary that every time people will say things about what God will do with Jesus, there is one phrase they've used a couple of times about Mary, the mother of Jesus, and is that, is that she, she, she just listened quietly and then she pondered on these things in her heart. 
That's what we do with the light of the word. We have a candle and the word of God. Look at Psalms 119. Psalm 119 verse 130 says that the entrance of your word gives light. Okay, I, I kind of jumped ahead of myself there. But, but we have the lamp. Everyone say, I have the lamp. The word I am hearing now. Come on, say after me. The word I am hearing now is lighting up my lamp. Okay, so, 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 so the entrance of your word gives light. And when light comes, even the simple get understanding. Does that make sense? The simple is the Bible being polite, say the stupid. Okay, that's just a Bible polite word for, you know, like really stupid. And, and even the stupid get understanding. Amen. And by the way, there is no shame in being stupid in certain things. In fact, there are some areas of your life that the best thing for you to realize is I'm stupid in this area. Because God, I need your wisdom. Because some of you are too intelligent to hear from God. Your, your smartness is killing you. But he says, he says, the entrance of the word gives light. So this is where I'm going. I have, I have a lamp on the inside. I have a lamp on the, every human being is created with a lamp. Some are denying that this is the light that is supposed to light that lamp. But people are searching for this lamp. They are filling, with, filling it with all kinds of things. They are they're trying to light up their light. They're trying to call themselves all kinds of religions are on a mission to light that lamp. But there is a lamp on the inside. And the only thing that will light this lamp is the entrance of his word that gives life. And when that light comes, it brings understanding. But first, the light has to come. Okay? Can I, uh, this, this is what we do sometimes. You know, it's a bit like... It's a bit like you're in the dark, and I say, find the light switch. I say, but I'm not looking for the light switch. I'm looking for my keys. And I'm saying, find the light switch. Why, why? I don't want the light switch. I want my keys. Amen? But why do you need to find the light switch? Because if you find the light switch, you can turn on the light first. This is what we do with the word. I just want my rent. I, 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 I don't care about I want my rent. Find the light. I just want to know what to do in this situation. The Bible doesn't talk about my husband. There is no Cheeto. No, no, no. There, there is no Johnny in, in this Bible. I just, no, find, get the light first. Amen. And get the light first. As you get the light, tell that light. Eventually, you will find your keys. What we, what we do is we hate everybody who is talking about light switches when you're looking for your keys. You're angry at the person who is saying, come and hear about light switches. Come and hear about how light works. And we can't see the connection. But the reality is this word will light up every area of your life. There is no area of your life. If you don't know what God is saying, find the closest thing to that situation in the word and keep it in your heart. Tend that word. The entrance of that word brings light and brings understanding eventually you will gain knowledge that comes out of that word. Father, I decree that we are a generation of people who hear you. We are blessed because we have ears that hear. We say our ears are not dull of hearing. Our eyes see what your word is saying. Our heart is receptive to your word. 
This is our season for extraordinary revelation knowledge. Lord, we decree that this season, oh God, we will hear from you more than ever before. We want to be in step with what you are doing in our time. Our heart's desire is that we dance to the rhythm in your own heart. We dance to the music that you are playing. We are walking. We don't want anything that is outside of your desire for us, your desire for this season that we find ourselves. So we decree indeed our lambs are lit up by your word. We are well equipped to hear from you. Thank you, Lord, that you are giving us insight, that we are not stuck in any situation, but we have insight. The entrance of your word has brought light, and it's only a matter of time before we understand what we are to do about this situation. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you for all that you are doing. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for revelation knowledge. Thank you that this week, breakthrough will come. This week, breakthrough will come in the lives of these people. In this week, oh God, that desperation will come to an end. That, that, that pressure will come to an end because light will come and understanding will come. I pray for the mothers that they will understand what to do with their daughters and the fathers will know what to do about their children. Those in business, may the Lord release such understanding to you that you will see what the, what, what the enemy has been hiding. You will see what has been hidden for you. I pray for you who is in a tough place right now. I pray that God will give you the grace to keep on standing because the word in your heart is only because of the word in your heart, it is only a matter of time the Lord says that I will reveal to you everything you need to know. Thank you for revelation knowledge. We are hungry for what you can show us. You know all things. You know the end from the beginning. And we are those people who put our trust in you. We are those people who trust you. Our hope is in you. We will not give up on your word. We will guard the word of God in our heart. You can trust us with this word. We join you, Heavenly Father, to watch over that word that you have sent out into our lives. It is in Jesus' name we pray. And those who believe said? Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise this morning. Let's come before God with our best gift. 